my friends, and welcome back to Between Your Ears. I'm your host, Peg Cleland. I'm a life and parenting coach and a human design specialist. And today's mindset chat is around the topic of communication, but actually it's more about miscommunication. This has come up a few times lately in my life, and this is where my mindset chats come from when things pop up. And so I really thought it was worth a conversation about how we communicate and also how our communication isn't always successful and we miscommunicate. And what came to mind when I was thinking about this, have you ever played that game and it was maybe in your childhood, the game, I think it's called Telephone, where I remember playing it at kids' parties. One person starts a message at the beginning of the line and whispers it into their the next person's ears, their friend's ears, and then they pass it on and they pass it on, just passing along the message. And then the person at the end of the line states what they heard. And it's usually just for fun. And sometimes kids do try to miscommunicate because it makes it more fun when the final message is completely different than the first statement that started out. And that's truly what can happen with miscommunication in our lives. Um, this has come up a couple of times recently with my daughter. Just We have conversations all the time about you know things in her life and what's going on with basketball and the team and school and the coach. And Anyway, it kind of came up a few situations where it made me think as an outsider, I said, well, like, does he know that some of the girls are hoping this happens or that they'd like to see this? And she said, well, I don't know. I think so. <laughs> but that's a perfect example of, well, did anybody come right out and tell him? Because none of us are mind readers and we can't assume, and I'm sure you've heard that statement, don't assume anything because you make an ass out of you and me, assume. But we can't assume that people know what we're thinking. No one can read our mind. And sometimes it's also not that we think they know what we're thinking, but we're pretty sure somebody else must have told them. But if nobody did, how are they expected to know? So miscommunication comes up all the time. And this idea of telephone, the telephone game, also reminds me a little bit of gossip. Because sometimes, and I think we're probably all guilty of it at certain points in our lives, and hopefully we're more aware of it and not doing it now. I did a podcast episode on judgment, and I think sometimes judgment comes, gossip comes into that as well. But this idea of gossip, and it It can start out even as gossip that's not negative, but it's just, you know, you you say one thing and then the next thing, and pretty soon it turns into this rumor that's not even true because it's not a clear communicated message. So I think it's worth the the conversation, so I hope you stick around with me till the end uh, because it just might help you in certain little things. You might get a tip or two of how to become more aware of yourself in your communication style and also if you notice there's a breakdown in communication with somebody that you work with or somebody in your family, you'll have some strategies for how to approach that. So I always like to start with definitions of a word. And the definition of communication is, well, it means the sending or receiving of information. Okay, that's the simplest idea. Sending or receiving information. That is what communication is. I saw another definition, which I think is far better because it says the successful sharing of info, ideas, and feelings. So there's still a sender and a receiver, but now the word successful because communication is not communication if it's not successful. 
So we're going to break down a few things about this journey from sender to receiver. But why is communication important to us? Like as a human species, what, what is communication for? It helps us build relationships. Basically, communication helps us build relationships and connections because it allows us to either share information with each other, ideas, uh, we can share experiences, feelings, and that's a really important one when you're building a relationship, the ability to <laughs> clearly communicate your feelings with other people. And another thing it helps us with is um, communicating our needs. And this one kind of stands out for me because sometimes we don't communicate our needs in different relationships. We don't ask for what we need or even you know let somebody know that we do need this. And I think that's a really important one. Uh, so if that's something in your life that you know, you're just not being clear with your partner around the house or with your kids, what it is that you need, get clear on communicating that because it can change, little bits of communication improvement can change everything. I was talking with one of the, the moms in the parenting group I'm running right now, which by the way, you can still jump into if you want. Um, the link is in my bio and I'll put it in the show notes as well. But we were talking about, I think it's her, I think it's three-year-old. So he's three and he gets frustrated because he cannot communicate what it is that he wants. And that's a perfect example. He's trying at least to communicate, but he doesn't have the words yet to really ask for what he wants. But as grownups, we've got the words. We just need to go ahead and and do the thing. Ask for what it is that you need. Instead of letting yourself get frustrated like a three-year-old, he'll have to work through that. But as grownups, we have the ability to ask for the things that we need. So speaking of words and finding the words for things, I, you hear me talk about words all the time. I love words. I love the definition of words and playing with words. And the thing with words though, and we've created words as a human species, we created words and language to help simplify things in life. But sometimes using words, it creates labels about things and sometimes miscommunication about things. So we have to be really careful with our words. And I'm going to talk in a minute about how we share information, because it's verbal, nonverbal, and written. And so when you're writing words alone, you have to be careful because words can be interpreted in different ways. And that's one of the biggest barriers to communication in general is just interpretation. People have different interpretations of the words you said, how you said them. If you left some words out, they interpret that. We are constantly putting our own spin on things that we hear or see, um, and words are sometimes the the guilty the guilty party because it does label things and we ha- attach different meanings to things. The other thing I think of when I think about words is insider language, and this came up as well in my human design course because I'm now at a place where I speak human design <laughs> sometimes, and I might use words that to somebody I'm not communicating a full message because they don't know what that word means, they don't understand. What I always tell the people in my groups, ask. It's not, you can ask for what you need. What you need is clarification so that my message is successful. Otherwise, I have communicated nothing because you didn't understand it. You didn't get your needs met at the level of understanding. And sometimes, this I think is, is too bad, but what stops us from asking questions or asking for what we need is that we feel embarrassed for doing it. 
the perfect example is asking questions. In various situations in our lives, we don't or we hesitate to ask a question because it might make us look stupid. And, you know, in my program, I always say there's no such thing as a stupid question. I love questions. This is why I love kids so much because kids ask the best questions because when they don't understand something, they're going to ask you, what did you mean by that? And I was thinking today about communication and how kids, you know, this whole idea of kids not being able to speak what they want to say, but their, their whole process of learning stuff is interesting. And my daughter might kill me for sharing this story, but when she was probably about three, she asked me when she was going to be able to stand up and pee at the toilet, like her big brother, who's two years older than her, when she could be able to stand up and pee. And I said, oh, well, boys are different than girls and boys have, have a pee-pee like that. It's designed that way. And she said, well, when am I going to grow my longer pee-pee? <laughs> and I said, well, you know, it's, girls don't. We just have a different one. And anyway, it was an interesting conversation. But then she asked me if she could buy one. So that's why she'll probably hate me for sharing that. But that's the way that kids, you know, the communication, she wasn't getting her questions answered. So she just kept asking things about, you know, and she would finally, I think I was successful in communicating that (laughs) this is the way it is, sweetie. Um, But yeah, so be very careful of words and how they can confuse the message sometimes. So let's talk about the different ways that we communicate. And I mentioned this already, the nonverbal, verbal, and, and written. Those are three forms of how we can communicate with others. And I have heard statistics, and I know for a fact that nonverbal communication, this idea of, you know, body language, facial expression, gestures, and I'm using my hands right now, you can't see me, but your eye contact, those kinds of things create a much higher level of communication. Like people learn from those things uh, far greater than from verbal and written. So nonverbal. I already mentioned a couple of them, like the body language, the facial expression, the gestures with your hands, things like that. So in our society right now, the ways that we get that nonverbal communication is through like in person. And when I say in person, like that's taken on a whole new meaning since COVID because we were so used to not being allowed to be together that the the term, and I'm putting quotation marks up, in person, an in-person event is like it's a thing now, but that's a word in person, (laughs) but you know, going for coffee with somebody, meeting them on the street, meeting them somewhere, talking with them in person is nonverbal communication, zoom events. And that's what became our norm during, during COVID. But when you sit on a zoom call, you can see the person. So you can see their, you know, nodding of the head if they're listening or understanding, or, you know, a, a quizzical look on their face. If you think they might have a question about something. So there is that, nonverbal communication happening. However, and I'm guilty of this too, how many of us now are on, we've been on so many Zoom calls that sometimes we just, we just want to participate to learn the information. We don't want to be shown. So we turn our camera off. So we have essentially cut off the presenter no longer gets our nonverbal communication of of nodding or I get it or or, whatever it is. They just don't get that. We've, now it's just a one-way communication. They're sending us the message and we're sitting behind a, a closed-off screen um, receiving it. So that can lead to a few miscommunication things as well. Um, but other examples, FaceTime is great. And I know, you know, I like to 
when I'm talking to my son, I don't just like to talk on the phone. I want to see his face. I want to interact with him a bit. So FaceTime and then any live sessions like a Facebook live an Instagram live where you can see the presenter. Sometimes you get a deeper message or you, you certainly sense their level of excitement or interest or seriousness through their eyes and their face and their hands. And I've heard this too, that when you're trying to create rapport with people in a live you know, video or whatever, let them see your hands, moving your hands a bit. It just means you're friendly or something. It's more open. I don't know where I heard that, but you know, that's body language speaking. So after the nonverbal, we can go to verbal and that is just our words, our voice and the tone of our voice. And once you take out the visual image of somebody, you're just talking to them, say on the phone. So that's, you know, like I said, with my son, I like to see his face. I like to see his reactions, but on the phone, at least I can hear his voice. If it's just a phone call. Sometimes I like to leave voice notes for people. A couple reasons there. One, I'd rather talk than type, (laughs) but also it lets them know my tone of voice. So if I have something I want to say, and I don't want them to misinterpret it, sometimes a voice note just makes it more clear. So voice notes is another example. Uh, I often do programs on Voxer, which is like a walkie-talkie technology thing. So we can talk back and forth, but it's voice. And that's the key. They can hear your voice. And obviously, I'm on a perfect example of this, a podcast. As a podcaster, I love a podcast because I feel like I want to explain myself more. I never want to be misunderstood. And I feel in my words and my tone of voice that you'll get a better, more clear message. I will communicate to you more clearly than if I just wrote a blog. And blogs are great. Um, They're in the next example. But um, yeah, so I do like podcasts. And also, (laughs) I don't have to be camera ready. (laughs) I can be in my pajamas if I want to be. But uh, yeah, podcasts are a great example of verbal communication. Written communication is a third one. And that's just all about words. So examples in our society right now of written things, text messaging, you know, and that's such a big one. And our kids really, um, are texters. They're just, you know, and I shouldn't say kids because a lot of us are as well, but certainly generation by generation are becoming more just sending the text and quick messages. And I cannot believe the, the muscles and dexterity in my kids' thumbs and just one hand, I, I just... So there's definitely some evolution happening in the human body and how thumbs work, but it's crazy. So text messaging is a huge written communication tool these days. Emails, as I mentioned, blogs before, it's just the words on paper. Uh, Any posts on social media when you're scrolling and seeing people's posts and it's not them talking live, just the posts, you're reading and you just have their words to go by. An example that came to my mind when I said emails is an example of written words I know, you know, I've heard this before that if you get an email that's in all capital letters, and this is maybe in the past when people didn't really know what they were doing with computers and things, but all caps, you can interpret it as, oh, they're angry. Like they are really upset about this communication they've just sent me. What if they were just super excited? That's a possibility, I guess, but you interpret it as they're angry. What if their computer has a glitch right now and they can't get the caps off and they thought, oh, whatever, I just need to do this in a quick way, so just send it. This is where the problem comes in, (laughs) the breakdown in communication from the sender to the receiver is, and there are three parts to any communication, a sender, 
the message and the receiver or the recipient of that message. So the sender is in charge of creating the, the message, encoding the message, sending it out. The message can be written, it can be verbal, it can be nonverbal. All those three things can be in the message. The recipient or the receiver is the one that decodes. And in order for it to be successful, successful communication and not a miscommunication, it's what happens on the journey from sender to receiver. Just like in telephone game, telephone tag or whatever that's called. From the sender of the message to the receiver at the end of the line, was it successful at every step of the way? And usually for the fun of the game, it's not. But in real life, that success journey can be affected by a lot of different things. And I've, ex- I've used a few examples along the way here today, but emotions, depending on what emotional state the sender was in when they sent the message or spoke the message or videotaped the message or whatever it was, their emotional state could affect the message. Your emotional state as the receiver could affect your interpretation. And that's the word there. It's this interpretation of the message. We all have different perspectives We all come from different backgrounds. We have beliefs and thoughts ingrained into us, how we perceive things. And everything, every communication, we filter it through our system. We filter it through our filters, how we interpret things, how we perceive things. And a lot of times that equals the word assumption. We make some assumptions about the message that was sent. So a couple things here. In order for a message to be successful, let's say you're the receiver, you need to be aware of your filters and just kind of be curious. What am I making this mean? And I think you know me. That's one of my favorite questions. What are you making this mean that it might not mean? Because when I coach people, I always like to try to get to what is the circumstance, like the fact. So the fact might be that this message said, I need to see you in my office tomorrow morning first thing. Okay, that's what the message said. As the receiver, it could mean all kinds of things. I'm getting fired. Um, I'm always late for work and they want me there at that time because they want to reprimand me. Like it could mean all kinds of things. It could also mean the good side. It could mean he wants me there because I'm going to get a promotion. She wants to invite me to to do a special project with her. Whatever it is, it could be good news. There is in humanity something called the negativity bias. We often go to the negative first. And it's a survival mechanism that's in us to keep us safe. So we think of the worst possible scenario first. So a lot of times messages that come to us, we misinterpret them because we're, we're just going into that negativity bias. But really be aware of what you're making things mean. If the statement was one thing, that's the statement. That's the fact. What you think about it and how you feel about it, that's you. That's your filters. That's you changing the message and making it mean something. So just be really clear on that as the receiver of any information. And when I say be clear on that, that's a word. Get clarification. Ask some questions. And I read a quote actually just recently from um, James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits. And it was just about communication in general. And he said, like, silence frustrates and confuses most people. 
So any response is better than no response. So if you, you're concerned about this message, instead of, like, just reply. Get clarification or give them a response or reflect on it a little bit yourself or ask for some feedback on something. But instead of just letting communication stop and assuming that you know what it meant, get clarification, get clear for yourself and for them. It's better to over-communicate than miscommunicate or under-communicate. I always have a rule that I like to respond to, and this is sometimes a business rule, if you get an email, you know, respond within 24 hours, even if it's a message that just says, hey, I'm completely swamped right now. I see your message. It's on my agenda to look at tomorrow. Or a text message from a friend if they're, you know, asking if you want to go someplace with them. If you don't, say, hey, no thanks, it's just not going to work. Instead of letting them, just keeping them hanging, let them know something. Um, there's so many things that we can work on with our communication skills um, that we're all pretty bad at. But but just check yourself. I think that's my challenge. And I've hit the 20-minute mark, so it must be time to stop talking. But your challenge is to get clarification on messages if you're not sure. Instead of adding your own meaning and coloring it with your own perceptions and interpretations and assuming that you got the message, get clarification. Okay, ask for it. Ask for what you need. And sometimes what you need is clarification. Um, And just check what you're making it mean. Get curious. Curiosity is my favorite word with awareness. Get aware and get curious. What are you making the communication mean? And what are you making it mean about you? What are you making it mean about the relationship? Just what are you making it mean? Dig into that a little bit and I think it will help to hopefully clear up some of the you know, the miscommunication that you have in your life or how, even how you're sending messages. So think about this as a sender of messages and as a receiver. The more times you can do things in person, verbally, getting more of those, uh, you know, and they even say you should speak with a smile. So when I do my podcast, I should be smiling because people can hear that in your voice. Any of those things that you can do to block the miscommunication or the the continuation of gossip and things like that in our world um, that we don't need. And obviously, I've, I've said it before, but text messaging is so, in, in the next generation, like our kids can really, they need to build better relationships with each other, as we all do, but it will become an epidemic problem, this idea of communication, if we don't improve on some things right now. Uh, so... Yeah, there. I'll get off my soapbox now. But thank you so much for listening in. I hope a few ideas um, that I shared today are things that you can think about, maybe apply to your life and your communication with friends, family, coworkers, and everyone around you. Uh, and feel free to communicate with me. Pop me a message if you want to share a thought or if you have something you want to talk about. I asked on my Instagram stories the other day for some ideas, and I got a couple. But I would love to have more topics that you would like me to cover on the podcast speak now or forever hold your peace send me a message would love to hear that and as always share it tag me um, spread the word on this podcast because I would love to have some more people joining the crew of listeners Uh, and until next time take care of the space between your ears